When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How I am so pleased to have the president and owner of this station, one of America's great entrepreneurs, someone who is a media mogul. He uh, built his business in grocery stores. He is a, he is an energy and owner of, uh, of many energy investments. John Katsimatidis, thank you so much for my friend. And thank you, by the way, for the opportunity that you've given me to do the More Money Show today. Well, Steve Moore, you're uh, one smart guy, and uh, um, me, you, and Larry Cudlow uh, always are together. And uh, uh, and uh, look, we, we want the right thing for our country and for our whole uh, world. And thank so, you John, for what John thank you. So let's get right down to it then. Thank, by the way, John Katsimatidis, is that is that Greek? What is the what is the origin of that? Yes, it's I a, always get my tongue twisted on it. It's a Greek uh, word uh, that means somebody in my background uh, had, uh, you know, had a name. Uh, if you break down the name, Katsomatis means he had a, a, a damaged, Katso means damaged, Matis means eye. It must be John with a damaged eye. <laughs> Well, I call you, know, you it's John like, Katz, whether I... it's a whether it's a British name or whether whatever uh, John Smith, he must have been a, bl- a blacksmith. So you became John the Smith. That's how it all well, happened. You know, well, it makes because, this country. You know, it makes the country what very diversified. It does. It does. This is a great country. We have people from every origins. We, you know, I've always said, John, this is sort of off the topic, but you know, every, I hear Joe Biden say, Oh, we're the, uh, we are a success, systemically racist country. And I don't believe that. I think we are truly a melting pot. And we, we are accept a anyone. Pot. If, Absolutely. And yeah. part of my okay. relatives that came through Ellis Island. Yeah. Some relatives came through one line and their name is Katsimatidis. Oh, you know, C-A-T-S-I. <laughs> The oh people that went, well, you, the, the people that went to a different line are yep. Katsimatidis with a K. <laughs> now, uh, so uh, by the way, my, have you gone to, have you gone to, um, Ellis Island and seen your, uh, lineage? Uh, yes. cause they have all the books there. Okay. I, that's I've been to, the, to Ellis Island. Me and Bill Fugazi used to run that oh Ellis Island Foundation. Uh, and, uh, we honored a lot of successful people from Ellis Island. And uh, uh, when Bill Fugazi passed away, uh, the organization sort of went downhill. And your son now is a great businessman as well, right, John? He's kind of running a lot of the company. Well, John is getting ready to take over from John Sr. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> That's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you know who my... You know I know who, you. You're not retiring anytime soon. You know who soon, I, respect? I respect? I uh, respect... Hank Greenberg, he's 97 years old, still goes to the office three, four days a week. I love the guy. I I respect that, too. Okay, John, uh, let's get down to some business here. Um, I saw a poll uh, that came out this week. It's like people are being pretty glum right now about 
you know, what's happening with their 401k plans, the economy, the inflation, gas prices. And so I saw this poll that really disturbed me that only about 33% of Americans think the American dream is alive and well. And I want to ask you, Sean Katsimides, because you've achieved the American dream. Is it alive? I think that it's alive. It's always been alive and well, but we're right. going through a bad timing right, right, right. now. You know, uh, Steve Moore, the way we used to say there's something rotten in Denmark. Remember that expression? Well, <laughs> I do. Right now, there's something rotten in Washington. And uh, I think well if we if we make a if we make a changes in Washington mm-hmm. and get confidence back into Washington, confidence back in our White House, confidence back in our Congress, confidence back in our Senate, and get rid of these, this woke W O K E mm-hmm. crap, and yeah. and respect our religions, respect our borders, respect mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the reason we're living. And right now, uh, I believe it might be the Chinese, uh, the Communist Party, uh, because uh, we are under attack in mm-hmm. many, many directions. You know, Steve Moore, in the last 12 months, 140,000 Americans died from fentanyl, that poison, fentanyl, uh, that uh. was brought over the border uh the Chinese gave it to the Mexicans. The Mexican gangs brought it over the border. 140,000 Americans died. Now, if you add up people dying in Vietnam, in uh, Korea, and in uh, Afghanistan over the over the entire war, it's 107,000. And now you're talking about 140,000 in one year. What the so, hell is going on? Yeah. yeah. Now, let me, I mean, you make a good point, and, and I was just writing something about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, we're spending hundred, literally hundreds of billions of dollars on climate change. Well, let's climate change doesn't really kill people, uh, whereas, you know, you're talking about 100,000 or more people are dying every day of something that we can stop. We can stop. I don't know if we can change the weather, John, but I know we can stop these drugs from coming over the border. So rather than spending $300 billion trying to, you know, change the temperature of the earth, which I don't think the government can do, don't you think we should spend some of that money to keep these drugs out that are polluting the minds of our kids? I don't. I, you know, if, if we have to protect our borders because... Uh, exactly. I believe in immigration. I believe in it. My, Me too. My, my, my parents, my grandparents were immigrants. <laughs> and you know what it takes? Maybe we have to put uh, 10 Ellis Islands on, on the borders of Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and say yes to immigration. No to drug addicts. No to d- drug pushers. Yes. No to terrorists. Right. No d- to people that are not loyal, not willing to... To swear that they're loyal to the United States of America. Why are we taking those people in? Yeah. You know, the way I like to put it, John, uh, is that, um, you know, somebody who wants to come into this country and work hard and pull themselves up by the, you know, how many people have come into this country with almost literally only the shirt on their back and have become millionaires? I mean, it is the, that is the epitome of the American dream. So I don't want people coming into this country to go on welfare. I want well, people want to come right. to this country because they want to work. That's right. We want people that want to work, 
that we, we need them, that love America, want to be Americans, not people that come in and hate America. Well, you know, there's plenty of those people on college campuses, so we don't need to report more of them. John, can you stick around for the second segment of the show? Because I've, I want to talk to you about the energy markets and how you feel we're going to get out of this crisis. Can we hold you on for one more yes, segment? I will say All right. Well, that, this, that's John Katz. Katz. <laughs> John, how do you say it again? I always twist my tongue. You, my, you almost the, succeeded. Katz of the meaties. Did I get that right? No. <laughs> anyway, this is John Katz. I'm going to call him John Katz. This yeah. is John Katz. He is the yeah. owner of this great station, one of the great American entrepreneurs. We will be right back. You're listening to The More Money Show on WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is The More Money Show on Talk Radio WABC. Uh, I am so privileged to do this show every Saturday afternoon, and the guy I have to thank for that is John Katsdomides, who is the owner of this station. By the way, you had an incredible party a couple of weeks ago, John, that I was so honored to be invited to. I met so many cool people, you know, including uh, Tony Orlando. I, when I was growing up, I used to listen to all his songs and tie a yellow ribbon and all of those shows and then you know i uh, joe piscopo what what a performer he is i he love was fantastic. music steve yeah, Moore, me too. i love music i i love what cousin brucey does i love <laughs> what great. cousin Vinny does and uh, <laughs> uh tony orlando who is a a greek rican uh but <laughs> i mean he's a he's a brother and and Joe Piscopo, I love him doing Frank Sinatra and Dina, oh, Dina Martin, Dean Martin's daughter. Oh. And they were all live there at the, uh, at the WABC yeah. 100th year party. Oh, and we, what a, what we, a party it was. It was the number one party of the entire season. <laughs> it was. And by the way, Dina Martin, I'm in love. I mean, she is the most beautiful woman and she's, she's fantastic. And I do, uh, uh Joe, uh, uh, Piscopo show, uh, once a week. And he, you know, he, I had no idea what a great voice he, I mean, I knew he was a great comic and he is very funny, but boy, he does Dean Martin as well as anybody. Yes. Yes. He's, uh, he's good. Joe is excellent. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to uh, take up singing as my next career. <laughs> well, you've got a lot of <laughs> occupations. Now let's get right down to it, John. Uh, you are one of the world's experts on energy markets. And um, we've seen the a gyration of the oil price. Um, it went way up, and then it came down. You know, it was over like $110 a barrel. Then it came down to, I think, close to $85 a barrel. I think it's risen a little bit. Tell us what your prognosis is for what's going to happen in the energy industry over the next year or two. Is this a good investment opportunity? So some of these energy companies like Chevron and, uh, you know, ConocoPhillips have had amazing runs. What, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, I am, you know, I've been making predictions on WABC and on, uh, when I'm on Fox uh, News and Fox yep. Business. Yep. And I'm scared to tell you because I don't want Larry uh, Cudler to get mad at me. I've been right all along. Uh, <laughs> I've been it. right on the on the. Uh, what's That's happen. why I watch you on the show, John. This guy knows what he's talking about. He's a good prognosticator. So go ahead, John. And uh, you know, I've been right that that uh, we when we hit, I, I announced we hit peak pricing on uh, on oil when it hit one twenty, one twenty five, 
and uh, then I predicted that the next step downwards was 75, and I think it was 78 this morning on uh, mm. Friday uh, morning. I don't know where, yep. it, yep. where it closed at, but uh, but uh, uh, we did. You know, we did not have to go into a recession. Washington right. is forcing that recession, uh, Steve. Yeah, is that because of Biden's energy policies, or why? Because he, he hates the fossil fuel industry. He hates it, and he's trying to kill it. And uh, uh, and uh, but he's going to kill the United States of America along with it. So I couldn't agree more. You want to destroy a country, you destroy its energy supply. And by the way, I'm in favor of oil, gas, coal, nuclear, whatever works. Uh, in some cases, if you live in Phoenix, Arizona, maybe, you know, solar power makes sense. But we, we, we need our fossil fuels. And as you know, Biden's energy policy is to go to zero. Uh, and by the way, as you see in, you know, uh, in uh, California, I know you're a New Yorker, but in California, Gavin Newsom is, wants to abolish fossil fuels. He wants to do it by 2030, 2035, and he made that <laughs> announcement last week. And then now. two days after he made the announcement, he says, uh, please don't plug in your electric car or electric scooter. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't have enough energy. I mean, <laughs> now, what, what okay. you can't make this up. <laughs> now, John, here's the thing, though. There's the sort of paradox, okay? So Biden comes in, and in his first in office, First year in office, as he declares war on American energy, you know, actually the oil companies did really well, right? Because the price of oil went through the roof because they reduced the supply. So I'm wondering, what do you see happening with the oil price? Because you have been right. I mean, you've been spot on, my friend. Well, what, my Canadian it, partners, uh, Mark, uh, the, uh, the premier of Saskatchewan and Alberta are projecting yep. the price of oil uh, from Canada at $75 a barrel for 2023. Sorry, $75 a barrel through 2014, did you say? No, for 2023. I mean, 2023. So that's a, you know, that's a good, I mean, for consumers, that's a pretty good number. That's probably the equivalent of what, $3 a gallon gas? Yeah, and well, that's why I said to everybody, why are you rushing to raise interest rates? Why don't you give it time for, for, for inflation yeah. to go down on its own? All right, so this is let's shift to that because I think you and I are kind of like minds of this. Now, first of all, I do like the Fed saying we're not going to tolerate high inflation. I mean, they can't. We've got to get inflation down to you know two to two to three two or two three percent at the most, and we're at seven you know eight percent right now. Uh, but I also agree with you. I think John, I think you and I are saying the same thing that if we allow production to go up, whether it's our oil, our gas, our, our agriculture, just have pro-growth policies, the kinds of things that you and Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer and I and others talk about, we can grow out of this. Absolutely correct. We, you know, the Fed or, or Washington has to learn how to fix the problem, not create another problem, to kill <laughs> the economy and, and fix yeah. it and reduce inflation through killing the economy. That is so dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and I'm just, uh, you know, when you listen to what Powell said the other day, it was not growth. In fact, it was basically, you know, austerity. We don't need austerity, John. Do we? No, we don't need it. Things, things will fix themselves. But let's not break the real estate industry if things are going to fix themselves on on the oil industry. So um, what else do we need to do? 
What else? We need more common sense. Control our borders. Have more common sense. Look, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I believe in common sense Democrats, common sense independents, and common sense Republicans. And the extremism, the 20% extreme left or the 20% extreme right, they're running the country. I don't like those people. I don't like them. (laughs) They're running the country. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, mean, did you. Remember what Barry Goldwater said? Extremism and the defense of liberty is no uh, uh, vice. No vice. Yes. Well, you want to know something? Extremism uh, is not good for the country. Common sense. I would put it like this: that uh, yeah, extremism in the name of socialism is a is a vice. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Now, I want to read you a couple quotes, John, because what you what you said. I mean, I love to have you on because you and I think so much alike. But here are some of the statements from Jerome Powell that I found disturbing. He said, "Quote." How do we get rid of inflation? He said supply and demand must get back into alignment by slowing the economy. Is that the dumbest thing you ever heard? I mean, you kill the economy so so people are starving to death. That way, uh, <laughs> you know, I, that doesn't make any sense. Here, you know, well, here's another one, John. Something, something's yeah. rotten in Washington. Here's another one from Jerome Powell. Quote, we want to see growth run below trend. Now, as I see it, if you have... The more output, right? if you have people producing more things, the prices should fall, not rise. We don't want you to work too hard. Stay home, <laughs> th- stay home three days a week so the economy will go down. Uh, he said this. We think we need to have a softer labor market. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, I mean you and I mean, it's so wrong headed, folks. That's the, the t- term for that. Uh, as you know, John is. By the way, I'm talking to John Katz to meet. <laughs> John Katz. Well, the to way my wife used to say it. Katz I'm sorry, my... John. I always get tongue twisted on your. Wait, wait, wait. Your great, Kat, uh, remember the way my wife used to say it. Cats in my titties. <laughs> okay, that's a good way to remember it. Anyway, I'm going to call him John Katz. He is the owner of this great station. He's a great energy uh, uh, entrepreneur, great grocery entrepreneur. What about food, John? I saw that the. Uh, that there was a World Food Summit at the United Nations, and they were saying they're worried about energy supplies and they're worried about um, fertilizer supplies. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. You are the leaders. You're the world leaders who are reducing our energy supply and our fertilizer supply. Yeah. But how do, you see, how do you see the food markets developing? Well, the price of food is going up because of the supply problem created by the rise in fertilizer prices uh, because of the rise of crude oil. Everything comes from oil. Fertilizer is going yep. up tremendously. Yep. Uh, diesel exactly. fuel going up tremendously. And all deliveries to all the food stores go by di- by truck, by diesel. So, I mean, the, the, the problem is a temporary problem. And if North America, if President Biden and Washington opened up North America to have more crude oil, guess what? The inflation goes away. Well, you know, um, the, it's not just a war on American energy. It's a war on fertilizer. And you can't grow food without fertilizer, can you? You can't grow without fertilizer, and it's hurting <laughs> our supplies. Okay, John, I've got you for one and a half more minutes. You're good friends with Donald Trump. You've known him for how long have you known Donald Trump? I've known Donald Trump for 40 years. I've known for, uh, Bill Clinton for 30 years, 35 years. 
I'm kind of a Clinton fan. I think I wish we had a Bill Clinton rather than a Joe he Biden a in office. Common it, sense, he was a common he was. sense president. I agree. And the economy boomed when yes, you had a did. Republican Congress and when you had uh, when you had uh, J- Bill Clinton in the office. When he moved to the middle, that's what we need from Joe Biden. I don't know if he's capable of it. But my, my question in the 60 seconds we have left, do you believe, uh, John, what, do you think that Donald Trump, do you want him to run for president again? Well, it's not what I want. It's what he's going to do. I mean, uh, I think he wants to run for president. Uh, yeah, I think yep. uh, uh, all the other competition he has, uh, I don't. Donald Trump has the ability to give out knockout punches to them. So I think if he wants to run for president and if he wants to be the, the nominee, I believe his competition, he will give them knockout punches. Oh, well, that's well put. You know, I haven't made my, my, my I love Donald Trump. I love what he did for, did for our country in his four years. I'm not totally convinced he's the right person for tw- uh, 2024, uh, but I could be talked into it. And boy, do I want to, I don't know if I want to see him back in the White House, but John, I think everybody wants his policies back in the White House. Yes. I mean, I, uh, I he terrorized the terrorists. <laughs> he sure did. Hey, John Casamines, you are a hero. Thank you so much for joining the show. This is the More Money Show. Will you come on again sometime in the next yes, few weeks? Yes, I will. Anytime you need me, I'll be there. God bless you and God bless America. And we got elections in six uh, weeks. Now we better make the right decisions and have common sense John, uh, people. John, I think Lee Zeldin is going to win in New York. What say you? Well, it's only six weeks to go, and I think uh, uh, New Yorkers want to be safe. Whoever New Yorkers feel yep. that's, that's right, keep them safe after November 8th. And they want good jobs with Yorkers, high wages. That's who New Yorkers are going to vote for. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.